The case of the disappearing ABC producer who was raided by the FBI while working on a book about Biden's Afghanistan withdrawal plan. Also, the Stockton stalker. Why does nobody in the media seem to care very much about the serial killer that was just caught in California? Could it be because of wokeness? I think it probably is. I want to remind you guys that AmFest, America Fest, is coming up December 17th to 20th, Phoenix, Arizona. And I'm going to cut to the chase right now. I'm going to be there. Tucker, you know Charlie, Candace, we'll all be there. Tim Poole. But I'm going to say something right now. Steve Bannon will be in attendance at America Fest. No matter what. No matter what, Steve Bannon will be in attendance at America Fest. Go to amfest.com, use promo code POSO, secure your tickets right now. Across the country, Americans are discovering that if we want to change this nation, we have to change the way the marketplace works. Woke corporations, they are seeking to divide us. Big banks are freezing the accounts of people who disagree with their political views, and our supply chain is dependent upon countries that actively work against our values. It is time for a change, and that change starts with you and your wallet. That's why I'm proud to partner with Human Events and Public Square, the largest directory of freedom-loving businesses that our nation has ever seen. Public Square is the first app to connect freedom-loving Americans with their local community and the businesses that share their values. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against the COVID mandates, or a bank that would never cancel you for your political views, Public Square is your guide. Just download the Public Square app from the Apple App Store or Google Play, create a free account, and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so that your local community can find you today. Download the app immediately. Go right now. Public Square, that's Public SQ. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard tonight's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is October 19th, 2022, Anno Domini. Today's stories, an ABC producer working on an Afghanistan expose is missing after an FBI raid. We're going to dig into this. Next, the media is completely silent on California having and then catching a serial killer. Third, busted. Everyone's favorite, your favorite, mine, Miss Mary Poppins herself, Nina Yankovic, has been exposed for being tied to a secret NATO-funded cabal. And then finally, Black Airman, U.S. Air Force, faked a racist text message, multiple messages, from his supervisor and is now set to go to military trial. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. On October 4th, 2017, it was actually went public two days later because one of the soldiers, David Johnson, was reported missing in action. But it was about six months later, uh, the parents of Jeremiah Johnson contacted me and said that they had some suspicions because they were comparing notes with another family and things did not add up. And they, I soon heard from the other family member uh, and he was an Afghan war veteran. And he said, you know, what, I, what I'm being told is not what happened, I don't believe. And he welcomed us to investigating it and said that the family would cooperate. The other family that had first contacted me, that stepfather was a retired FBI agent. So it, it wasn't just that from the onset of reporting on this, when it happened, we had, you know, it was clear things were kind of hinky, you know, even with fog of war considerations. Uh, things, you couldn't get the same story from two different officials. But now, six months later, the family members are contacting me, and they're saying that they weren't getting a straight story, 
And, you know, given their backgrounds, that carried a lot of weight in terms of their level of suspicion. And it turned out, I can say three and a half years later, they were right. They were not told the truth. So that was James Gordon Meek. James Gordon Meek was an award-winning, was or is, we don't know exactly what's going on, Emmy award-winning producer for ABC. He's currently working, currently working, or was, as we know, know, on a story, a book actually, about Operation Pineapple, which, which was this sort of erstwhile event that took place during Biden's disastrous Afghanistan withdrawal. And Operation Pineapple was this idea that huge numbers of military assets, both, by the way, active and retired contractors, etc., that got involved with getting people evacuated from Afghanistan during the disastrous fall of that country because they knew the Biden administration wasn't doing it on their own. These people, these contractors, some people who are, by the way, former military and currently serving military and intelligence analysts took it upon themselves, these intel officers, to go forward and actually get people out of Afghanistan. Now, I know some of this. I know names. I know things about Operation Pineapple, and which is kind of an umbrella term. There are many, many of these groups. It wasn't just one group doing this, getting people in and out of Afghanistan, where they were getting people to, etc. The fact that the State Department that was the one that was trying to shut this down, because they were there were times where they had cra- aircraft in the air or about to take off, but the State Department would come in and say, "You can't land that in Uzbekistan. You can't land that in Uganda, whichever it was where they were going to." Why? because they knew it gave Biden and his administration a black eye. So this guy, James Gordon Meek, he's writing a book about all this, pulling it all together. I think it'd be fascinating. I I wish, honestly, I had time to write a book about that. I've also had an idea to write a book about the Kyle Rittenhouse case, uh, you know, if I ever get any time around to it. But, but, apparently while working on this book, his home was raided by the FBI. This is back in April. This was six months ago. His home was raided on FBI, by the FBI. And we, we have reports, and this is from Rolling Stones, so you've got to take it with a grain of salt, that it was over classified information. The question then becomes, if he was holding classified documents, the FBI raids him to go in, tries to get them back, very similar, by the way, to the Mar-a-Lago situation. The question is, where's James Gordon Meeks? Because apparently his family his colleagues, no one has heard of him since then. Now, there could be a lot of reasons for that. There could be a lot of reasons. He could be in hiding. He could be working on something, maintaining OPSEC. He could be in a deep cover status. He could have even gone back to Afghanistan to try to learn what's going on now on the ground. Try to give, I I don't know. The question is for us, why was he raided, number one, If this was over classified information, then why were his First Amendment rights not protected? He's not been charged with a crime. No one can seem to find any record of this whatsoever. Why won't the FBI tell us? And I'll put it out there again. We've seen the list of people they've raided. Mar-a-Lago, Steve Bannon, pro-life activists, locking up Peter Navarro. Why is it that they will not come clean about the disappearance of this American journalist. I think it's high time we understood because we've seen show trial after show trial. We've seen investigations like Danchenko and the Steele dossier. 
This administration needs to come clean and let us know what's going on in all of these instances, in particular for James Gordon Meeks. By now, you've all heard the latest Bidenflation numbers. And while the country suffers and the stock market has had its worst day in over two years, the Biden administration, well, they're throwing a party. This economy is not well, and the Fed is likely to continue raising interest rates. That's why I recommend now that you diversify with gold and silver. And the only company that I personally recommend is Allegiance Gold. My friends at Allegiance Gold can help you protect your IRA or 401k with physical gold and silver, or if you prefer, have it delivered securely right to your door. Their approach is different. They focus on educating and developing a long-term strategy that is right for you. That's why Allegiance Gold has some of the highest ratings in the industry, five stars of TrustLink, AAA rated with the Business Consumer Alliance, and an A-plus from the Better Business Bureau. We've established a website. Go to protectwithposo.com and get their best offer yet. That's up to $2,500 of free silver. Seriously, $2,500 of free silver on a qualifying purchase when you tell them that, hey, Poso sent you. We cannot control the Biden administration, but we can prepare. Protectwithposo.com. That's protectwithposo.com. The link, as always, will be in the description. On the matter of People versus Wesley Brownlee. Mr. Brownlee, this is the date and time for your arraignment. An arraignment is the first stage of a criminal case where you're informed of what your statutory and constitutional rights are. Those rights are as follows. You have the right to know the charges filed against you and to know the minimum and maximum punishments for those charges. You have the right to an attorney at all critical stages of your case, including this stage. If you would like to hire your own attorney, you do have the right to have a reasonable continuance so you can do so. If you cannot afford an attorney, you do have the right to have an attorney appointed to represent you at little or no cost to you. So one of the stories that you know, we talk about doing show prep here, and this thing came across my desk a couple of days ago, and I said, wow, that's crazy, you know, that there's a serial killer active Stockton, California. Then I saw across the desk, wow, they caught the guy. That's great. Or at least, you know, a guy they think is the guy. They're pretty sure they have him on surveillance. They have a lot of uh, data that they're collecting that's tying him to these crimes. So what happened? What do we have? What's the alleging? That a Stockton serial killer, this man, Wesley Brownlee, has been arrested. The Stockton shooter because he was out hunting Victims you might even call him the Stockton stalker, the Stockton stalker, because the Stockton stalker was out there. And I've got three paragraphs buried way, way, way down at the bottom of the CBS News article that get into this. Brownlee was detained after engaging in what appeared to be threatening behavior, including going to parks and dark places, stopping and looking around before driving on the Stockton stalker. Investigations, investigators were trying to identify a motive for the attacks. Police said some victims were homeless, but not all. None were beaten or robbed. And the woman who, one woman who was attacked survived, later said that her attacker didn't say anything. The Stockton stalker. But I have a question about all this. And, and we're going to see, you know, potentially, I think, seven people killed, one more who was attempted to be killed. He's being charged with the final three, 43 years old, uh, this individual, Wesley Brownlee, the suspected Stockton stalker. But my question is, you look, look at our society today. Turn on Netflix. I, I hope you don't still have Netflix, but if you do, turn it on and take a look. 
or Hulu or, or whatever, anything where you can see what's on TV. 90% of our TV shows right now are about what? Serial killers. Another 99% of podcasts out there are about what? Serial killers. And yet for some reason, when an actual serial killer is publicly and actively stalking his prey, because it sounds like that's what he was doing. And again, of course, alleged, alleged, caveat, caveat. We're just, I'm making a point here. That if this guy was really the Stockton, Stockton stalker, and all of these were done by one individual, where's the national media on this? Where are the true crime podcasters? Where's, Kim Kardashian, you just started your new little true crime podcast. Are you going to talk about the Stockton stalker? Are you, Kim? Because I don't think you will. And why is that? And I'll tell you why exactly. And if it does end up being this guy, Wesley Brownlee, Kim Kardashian, I, I'll put money on the table right now. Kim Kardashian will never mention him. Why? Because he's a black American. That's why. Because of the color of his skin. Because Kim's job is never to do that. Kim's job is to flip the system. We're going to flip the system. We're going to put the system on trial. And she focuses on people that have been convicted, rightly and duly so. But she will say that the system got this one wrong, whether it's Rodney Reed, who is a rapist, murderer, and pedophile, whether it be these mothers kill their children. She focuses on these things when we have all of the evidence, but she disputes it because of why social justice. What she's doing is trying to usurp the criminal justice system by using Netflix, by using the true crime podcasters, by trying to use her celebrity influence in order to change justice in our society. And I love, by the way, that Candace Owens is giving them all a taste of their own medicine. So my question is, Kim, are you going to mention the Stockton stalker? Because I don't think you will. I don't think you ever will. Really quite ferocious. It's when a huckster takes some lies and makes them sound precocious by saying them in Congress or a mainstream outlet. So disinformation's origins are slightly less atrocious. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie when Rudy Giuliani shared bad intel from Ukraine, or when TikTok influencers say COVID can cause pain. They're laundering disinfo when we really should take note and not support their lies with our wallet, voice, or vote. Oh. Nini Yankovic, I know, folks, I'm sorry. Actually, not sorry, because I said I wanted to play that today. But I know, and I apologize to you for making you hear her again, but you have to hear her. Because Nini Yankovic is tied to some very powerful, very shadowy individuals in our country. By the way, I just noticed something. I don't know if anyone's noticed this prior to listening to this one before. But go listen to what she's actually saying. Rudy Giuliani shared bad intel from Ukraine. So when she filmed this, when she made that little TikTok, back then, Ukraine was the bad guy. Ukraine was corrupt. We could talk about Ukraine having oligarchs and Ukraine using corruption and paying off people. She was happy to use that to target Rudy Giuliani. But now, Nidhi Yankovic would never think to say that Ukraine would ever provide something called bad intel. Just a little interesting note that I'd like to put out there. 
Because here at the Cuban Events Daily, we read the stitches on fastballs every single day. But I'm also going to read to you as a new piece from Revolver.News, the great Darren Beatty. Biden's Minister of Truth, Yankovic, participated in a secret NATO-funded cabal to subvert Western democracies using, quote, disinformation as cover. Now, a lot of this came out a while ago, and there was a new leak. What it comes down to is this. There are these organizations out there calling themselves clusters of academics, national security bureaucrats, journalists, think tankers, disinformation, and extremism experts. And all we do, really, is fund democracy. Our job is basically to fund and defend democracy against fascists, against hate speech, against disinformation, and those that we have deemed to be close to Russia. And sure, maybe we take some money from MI6, the United States State Department, but you know, we have to do this in order to properly defend democracy. And we're gonna give ourselves these very euphemistic names. We're not gonna say that we're funded by NATO. I mean, that would just be just be a little too <laughs> a little too overbearing, I think, maybe. But we'll we'll just call ourselves something innocuous, like I don't know, defending democracy against disinformation. The Institute for Statecraft, the Integrity Initiative. Because truly, if there's anyone who has integrity in our society, our fallen society, it is we. We are the ones who not only maintain our integrity, but we safeguard and gatekeep the integrity of our society for the greater good. Ah, yes, the greater good. And that is why we all do what we must do. Whenever you see someone out there, one of these disinformation harpies, whether it be Nini Yankovic, whether you see this as the New York Times tech team, Glenn Greenwald's been talking about this a lot lately, just understand, these are the people that are trying to sense you. Daily Beast got a huge piece up today. Elon Musk shows why we need to stop social media CEOs. So when social media, when Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey are allowing the censorship perfectly fine for years and years and years and years, all the way since 2016. But the minute that someone says, hey, we're not going to do censorship anymore. Now, all of a sudden, this very same cabal springs into action and says, we need to censor the internet. We need regulations. So understand, this has been the fight. This has always been the fight. Who controls not just the levers of power, but the channels of information? Distribution is power. If you control distribution, control the world. And one more thing, Haley, I would emphasize is I think um, more broadly, in terms of you know soldiers coming from um, marginalized communities or you know demographics that are not widely represented in the army, that's part of why we've got to emphasize positive command climates and inclusion. You know, we get criticized, frankly, sometimes for being woke. 
I'm not sure what woke means. I think woke means a lot of different things to different people. Um, but first of all, I would say if, if woke means, you know, we are not focused on war fighting, we are not focused on readiness, that doesn't reflect what I see at installations all around the country or overseas when I go and visit. But I think, you know, we do have a wide range of soldiers in our Army, and we've got to make them all feel included. And that's why a lot of our diversity, equity, and inclusion programs are important. That's the head of the U.S. Army right there, by the way. I just want to make sure you understand that that's the head of the Army under the Biden administration, Christine Warmoth. Well, she talked about being woke. She said being woke is fine. It's just all about diversity. It's all about helping people. Okay. Well, here's a headline out of Fox, foxnews.com. A United States Air Force investigation from the 56th Fighter Wing has determined that reports that a black airman who was denied a special duty assignment from a supervisor boast based, quote unquote, on his demographic identity. So based on his race, apparently. This was all predicated on on text messages, text messages claiming to be racist. What well, turns out that the text messages in question were faked by the black airman, senior airman, by the way, E4 from a supervisor to claim that his race played a role in him being denied a special duty assignment at SDA. He will now face the Uniform Code of Military Justice. Yet when you break the UCMJ, you go to trial in the military, not outside, inside. So good luck with that. But listen to this. This was the fake text messages that he text messages that he claimed that he got from his supervisor. And it said, we won't be sending your name up for redacted at the squadron. You currently have a shaving waiver, which isn't a professional image. And I think the Air Force is looking for someone of white complexion and with the image that the Air Force needs. Now, a shaving waiver for some of y'all who aren't in the military, that means the shave chit. That is some that means you can uh, shave. So you don't have to shave. Excuse me. So like, look at me right now. Like I've got a little got a little stubble going on right there. I would not be able to have that if I was in uniform, because if you're in uniform, you have to shave every day, a clean shave. And that includes five o'clock shadows enlisted men. But if you have a shave chit, that means you've gone to medical and you get a waiver that says, oh, I, you know, I, I you know, uh, shaving is it's I have sensitive skin and it causes me to break out. And so it's okay for me to not shave. That's what, that's what a shave chit is. Now he was claiming that, and, and there is, by the way, there is a perception in the military, and I'm just gonna put this out there. There's a perception in the military that shave chits are predominantly given to who? Black American, in this case, airmen, but soldiers, sailors, et cetera. The problem here is all of this was fake. Every single piece of it was fake. We have a military that's being ranked the weakest in the entire world in terms of superpowers. We have a military that ships are burning down on the pier in the Navy and people don't even know how to take care of it and put out the fire. And you got people trying to use fake racist text messages so they can get promotions or get special assignments. The military is a reflection of society, folks. It's not the military. It's not just the military that's broken. It's society. Understand that and internalize it. Well, that is all the time we have here. Human Events Daily. Remember, as always, our promise, our oath, our solemn vow to you. Be good, be brief, be gone. Your homework for us 
Share this out with one, just one of your normie friends. And then leave us your five-star review, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. What do we talk about today? An ABC producer, very strange, working on an Afghanistan expose is missing after an FBI raid. Next to media silent on the California serial killer, the Stockton Stalker. Third, Nina Yankovic busted, re-involved in a secret NATO-funded cabal. And then finally, a black airman, a senior airman, E-4, faked racist text messages from his supervisor. That's what the U.S. military is focused on right now. Not winning wars, not being able to defeat China at sea or in the air in this case, not being able to put up, you know, <laughs> certainly not to you know, field soldiers and fight the Russians and the Russian military. No, no, no. We're focused on racist text messages, and that's what we're spilling over our entire military and bending over backwards and forth. It's ridiculous. It's a joke. I want to remind everybody that Border Battle, the new episode, will be dropping this Friday. So I believe it's episode five. It's a six-part series. Episode five drops out. And I got to tell you, I've been on episode four. I'm on edge. My only issue with Border Battle is the fact I have to wait, just like the rest of you, an entire week to get to the rest of this. But before we go, it's time for today's history break. October 19th, 1781. As the British band played the world turned upside down, the British army marched out in formation and surrendered to the Americans at Yorktown. More than 7,000 British and Hessian troops, led by British General Lord Cornwallis, surrendering to General George Washington. They do not want us to remember who we are and what we have done. And that is why we must always preserve the flame of our traditions. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore. 